0: With Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on a 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Krupen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by our guy, Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Analyst for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. JR, how you doing, man?
1: Doing well, lads.
0: How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing fantastic. So we've got a company bet uh, going around. We passed around the hat, and we wanted to ask you a quick question because we've been really enjoying these World Series, and uh, hmm. the Rays have a first baseman who did the splits recently. He's a... A larger gentleman. Could be your body double. We were wondering, you know, do you think JR could do the splits? And so we we need the answer from the source himself. And a video.
1: Uh, And a video. Yeah, i got to prove it, right? Uh, You know, when I saw that the other night, the first thing I thought of, and and Ferrario and and BK, you guys are too young, but Riz probably remembers a first baseman, Glenn Davis,
2: with the Astros
1: years ago. He was he was fun to watch. Whenever those balls were wild over to first, uh, he would he would uh, get down in that splits and, and make the play, and it was pretty incredible. So I saw that the other night. He is a portly gentleman, and, and so I like him. I like him already. He's the uh, you know and if we met, we'd probably gentlemen. be good friends. But <laughs> but I have to tell you, I have to be honest here. No splits for uh, for me, and uh, therefore uh, the answer is no.
2: Well, yeah, I, Jr. Listen, I'm with you on that one. Now, guess I thought of Grant Fuhrer. When I saw that, I really did, because Grant Fuhrer, as anybody who remembers, Grant was built for comfort, okay? (laughs) He wasn't a uh, triathlete or anything like that. But when he had a shot come in and he had to go into the splits to make a glove save, like nobody had better picture-perfect splits than Grant Fuhrer. So I thought about that the other day. I'm like, look at this guy thinking he's Grant Fuhrer.
1: It's unbelievable. I, I remember exactly what you're talking about, watching Grant do that. And Ribs, do you think there's more players in the league today that could probably do the splits? I'm talking NHL. I was at the Elevated Performance the other day. Uh, insert your own joke there about me working out. And uh, driving. And, and by? <laughs> Asking by. for directions. There's a, there's a McDonald's in the neighborhood, and so. Uh, <laughs> Brady Kachuk was in, and it just seems like these guys today, and I see it when I walk past the Blues locker room today, you know, they're doing so much rollers and and things like that that it just looks like there's more flexibility than there was uh, in your day. And Brady had it down where he was almost doing the splits. In fact, I think he said over to Matthew, he goes, I'll be doing the split pretty soon.
2: Yeah, look, guys (sighs) – it went in waves, right? Like, obviously, the 70s and the 80s. Uh, Jazzercising. There, wa- there wasn't a whole lot of physical fitness involved in the NHL. Heck, I remember my first training camp in 93. We didn't even have a weight room. We had one stationary bike and a medicine ball, and that was the weight room. And <laughs> um, Then you come back after that. In the 90s, look, guys went for bulk. It was all about size and strength and power. And a lot of guys did blow out groins and did hip flexor problems. And nowadays... Thanks to like guys like Gary Roberts and Crash over at Elevated Performance and great trainers around the city, they're learning that flexibility is the key to this, especially in a sport like hockey. So, yeah, th- I would definitely say that today's player is, one, all around in better shape but certainly way more flexible.
0: Yeah, and
1: you hit it, the key to being athletic but also staying away from the injuries.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's the biggest thing because groins and, and hip flexors, when you're a hockey player, that could just ruin you. With Jamie Rivers
0: and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. All right, JR, I got to ask you about a free agent that we've been getting a lot of questions about here on the show, and it's Anthony DeClaire, uh, former Senators player, now on the free agent market, had 23 goals last year, 19 the year before. J- I wanted to ask you because Jamie keeps telling me, hey, he's, he's too much, too much, too much. He's asking for too much money. Is there any chance that the Blues could add a player like him down the stretch here as we continue moving forward into this offseason?
1: He's asking for too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, JR! <laughs> <laughs> no uh, BK, he'd be great. I mean, look, he's resurrected his career. He bounced around. He, he scored uh, 20-plus goals last year for Ottawa. And, uh, you know, I've heard that he wants somewhere in the neighborhood of four to five million. And I think that's why a lot of these guys, you look at Mike Hoffman, Declare, some of the other names that aren't signed yet, as teams are waiting for these prices to come down on these guys. Maybe they'll get a little antsy as, as the weeks go by. I don't think that's going to be the case with Declare. He thinks he's really uh, proven himself and, and good for him. Uh, but you look at him he sheds the agent and so now he wants to negotiate the contract on his own I don't know that that would be something that Doug uh, Armstrong would be interested in Uh, anyway and and then you talk about four or five million dollars so there's your answer Uh, he wants too much
2: yeah JR and look here's the thing with this guy he got 20 plus goals on the Ottawa Senators which is great because there was nobody else to go to unless your name was Brady Kachuk pretty much and You put him on the Blues lineup, he's one of many who can play. And, unfortunately, Craig Berube, well, you, you know, he kind of expects you to play defense and to track the puck down and to get the puck back, not just wait for it from your teammates. So I think that the $5 million price tag, and that's the last thing I got. I talked to Pierre Dorian a while back, and he's like five times five is what this guy's looking for, and that's just out of this world. So I think Anthony Duclair is a great project player still he to me he has not established himself as a full nhl player he's a project player at between one and a half to two million dollars i'd give him a two-year deal almost approve yourself to me with a real team deal
1: yeah yeah for sure and you hit it on the head in terms of he hasn't done it very long i mean if you want to talk about guys who are looking for five times five that's a guy who's done it for three or four years and maybe you know, 25, 28 goals. You look at uh, Braden Chan, he scored 28 a couple times and, and uh, led the Blues in scoring, and, and now he's turned himself into a $6.5 million player. So to me, uh, DeClaire isn't there yet. If that's anywhere near uh, the asking price in terms of the term as well, five years, then uh, that's that's a no for me.
2: And quite honestly, if I'm looking to spend in the $5 million range and I'm looking to go four or five years, I'm going to Mike Hoffman. Yep. This is the guy I'm going to. That's a proven goal scorer. He's a proven power play guy. That shot is all, all world when he gets that thing on the power play. And I know exactly what I'm getting. He's had Joel Quenville as a coach, so I know that he's playing on both sides of the puck. If I'm investing four or five, even $6 million on a player, that's who I'm looking at. Yeah, he'd
1: be an absolutely great fit. And the Blues had some interest uh, in Ottawa uh, before he went to a Florida. Or I'm sorry, uh, you know, up there uh, in. in uh, with the canadian team and he went to florida and he continues to score Uh, but the situation is that there's uh, 12 or 14 teams after mike hoffman is what i'm hearing so even though he hasn't signed yet and even though uh he probably isn't going to get what he would have liked to i think it's a situation where there's so many teams after him that it might be tough uh, for the blues to outbid anybody if they even wanted to
0: JR, we're talking with Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Analyst for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. JR, I wanted to ask you about this schedule situation because – I can't imagine being a player right now. I I haven't talked with any of the guys, obviously, but I mean, imagine you're, you're sitting at home trying to train for something that you don't know when it's coming. You don't know when the schedule is actually going to begin. And I know a lot of these guys kind of set things up to where they're going to be at their peak performance by the time they get back to training camp. And I don't know how you do that right now. What are you hearing on when the schedule is officially going to open up and how likely it is that it's going to be as soon as early in January?
1: Well, when the league put out a memo the other day, uh, they reiterated that they're still looking at January 1, and I think a lot of us think that that's probably going to be pushed back. Uh, Bill Foley, the owner in Vegas, uh, leaked out uh, February 1, possibly. I saw the NBA the other day. You know, they're talking December. Does that push the uh, NHL into a situation where maybe they want to start up a little sooner? Uh, also, you yeah, know, the Olympics, and uh, they want to wrap up. The NHL wants to wrap up. Uh, prior to the Olympics getting going uh, next summer. So I think there's a lot of things in play. I don't think this is quite as difficult as some of the lockout years that, that Jamie went through or even the return to play. When, you were, when were you going to come back from the pandemic? Even though uh, guys don't know, at least you've got it pinned down to a 30-day stretch, You know, January 1 to February 1. So I think they'll be okay with uh, the training if that's the ballpark uh, timeline.
2: Yeah, also, JR, a question about roster stuff, and we talked about this yesterday a little bit, is one, I guess it would depend on expanded rosters for a season like this because there is talk of three games and three nights, and I went into how hard that is as a player yesterday on the show. I wonder if they expand the rosters, would the Blues at that point – look to carry three goalies just in case there's a hiccup just for the wear and tear on Jordan Bennington. Heck, even the wear and tear on Billy Huso, who's never played an NHL season.
1: You would have to, but the curiosity would be, uh, who would it be? Look, they were looking to add some depth, and they brought in a minor league goaltender who has just 11 games of NHL experience. you got Billy Huso sitting here in St. Louis as your backup. With no games, I think he's uh, suited up for about 14 or 15 but as the backup, but, but never got in
2: one. So, JR, you know, would he, you consider Jimmy Howard?
1: Yeah, I think you'd have to. I, I really do. And I know uh, it, it's so hard, Riv, to pin down what the Blues have to spend because right now they're about a million over the cap. They still need to sign Vince Dunn, but... Uh, Doug Armstrong mentioned with the injuries to Steen and Tarasenko, we've talked about this, that they've got that uh, flexibility with the, putting them on long-term injury. You know, there you're looking at $12, $13 million uh, in cap space that you could potentially go over the cap. You would just have to be down if and when uh, either one of those two guys returns. So to me, uh, Howard sitting out there. Uh, you know, heck, I thought a couple, three weeks ago, maybe Lundquist was a the guy they'd look at. So to me, I'd like the idea of seeing what Billy Huso's got. I just don't know that this is the year, guys, with, uh, you know, the, the condensed schedule and the possibility of playing so many games in, in a short span. Uh, I do eventually want to see what Billy Houston has, uh, but the Blues have to bring in some experience, I think, into the system uh, at the position.
0: He's Jeremy Rutherford. Find his work over on the athletic. Speaking of the athletic, Jar, I got to ask you before we let you out of here, you were able to catch up with Tory Krug uh, about his weekend visit here to St. Louis. And from what I understand, he went over to Emo's. He got some toasted rabs. What else can you tell us about it?
1: Yeah, he was uh, here for 5 days last week, he and his wife Melanie and his uh, 16-year-old daughter Sailor and uh, they were out at the practice facility. He said it's awesome except for the Stanley Cup mural up on the wall. And uh and I do know one other thing is uh, he looked at a bunch of houses including one that belongs to Alex Petrangelo. And then on the Emo's uh I won't make you read the article. Everybody wondering if uh if he likes Emo's and in fact he said he did and uh, there so take so take that BK. And also, yes. he likes the toasted ravioli. So well, that's a good Krug choice. Really, he's one for two. Tori Krug's really fitting in well here in St. Louis. I see,
2: Tori Krug actually likes St. Louis. So BK. here's a question.
0: What do you have told you if he didn't like it? Like, I feel like Tori Krug has to like the St. Louis-style pizza. There, There is no other option for him right now because he's he, trying to kind of – it's not a one-for-one, I one, So you're I calling him that. out already. Uh, well, I mean, wow. he's calling <laughs> him a liar. He's basically sure the guy friends, BK? that replaced the guy that was the first cap- captain yeah, to ever hold yeah, up the yeah. cup. For St. Louis. Yeah. And he's going to come in and be like, yeah, your pizza stinks. No, I don't think that's what Terry Krug's option is going to be. Your pizza stinks. Yeah, and, and
1: BK, I will give you this, because I was interested in that, too, as he just telling us what we want to hear. And after he said that it was delicious and it was good, and I know we'll get some more for, you know, when we come into town, uh, he did say at the end, he said, well, you know what? If my wife likes it, then we all like it. And so she did. So there's ah, our answer there. Smart so, guy. Smart know. guy.
2: Yeah. See? <laughs> I wonder he can run a power play. Smart guy. (laughs) JR, always appreciate the time,
0: man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us. Looking forward to that piece. People can find it over on The Athletic. Yep, it's up now. Thanks a lot. Awesome. You got it. That's Jeremy.
2: Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, bike plus, or tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, This offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.